praise this morning. Father, we thank you for the anointing, your grace and your favor. Thank you for your goodness, for all that you've done, for all that you're doing and all that you're about to do. We give you the praise. Everybody said amen and amen. Glory be to God. Good to see you this morning. You are welcome. Thank you for being here this morning. You may be seated. God bless you. Uh, my pastor all the way from, I wasn't sure, we'll meet after service. We'll have a connection, but the Fivefold Ministry is here. We like to always honor Fivefold Ministry. Please won't you stand from Kingdom Life Embassy. Give a good wave and a welcome there to, King, to the pastor in Jesus' name. We'll do some fellowship afterwards. Amen. Glory be to God. And so, Pastor Brian made a big announcement this morning that this church is going to be filled with the youth next week. You're not going to give me that patty cake clap this morning. You're going to clap your hands and you're going to participate. We believe in our youth. Go and fetch them everywhere. I saw that resistance a little. I Maybe I don't know. You're going to fill your car. You're going to go to the schools. You're going to fetch the youth. You're going to invite them to church. We're going to fill up this place. Bring in more chairs if we have to. But we are not backing down. We are going after our children. A good amen. Well, good morning to you. God bless you. Amen. Welcome to service this morning. I, we are teaching on prayer and um, I'm so excited because my prayer life is changing. Whose prayer life is changing? Man, man, man. If you are not praying or learning how to pray, I'm telling you, you are missing out on the best season of this ministry. It is so exciting. It's so real because you don't want to end up in a place of good theology. There are many people that can quote scripture and say, well, I know the Our Father. But how many are actually experiencing the power of the Father? Don't stop at good theology. You've got to go to an encounter. And that's what you're praying for. And so religion has numbed many of you. And you've got to come back to the place of where you come alive in the spirit again. I've been praying so much and had a, some midnight prayers and then early hours of this morning, praying with my daughter. Her mom passed yesterday and um, uh, it's Venice. She's been, she's in our children's ministry and she had just had a terrible experience, but you know, grace and peace, we've been praying over her. And um, you know, we were praying for her healing and so she got completely healed yesterday. Are you not sure? There's no sickness in heaven. There's no Volkheva hospital. There's no, there's, there's no Helen Joseph. Come on, she's completely healed this morning. Thank the Lord for her life. Amen. So we keep praying for Venice and um, her dad as well. So uh, this is one of the advantages of really being a part of a church that connects on a level. Because I'm getting the news from different people in the connect groups. Now they're praying and being there for her and just supporting on different levels. And that's why you belong to a local assembly because um, what's lacking in you is actually found in someone else. And so God intended it, and this is the title of my sermon this morning, is no more gaps. God didn't want any gaps. You're coming into a season right now where God's going to attack every single gap 
in your life that the enemy has been using against you. Even your teeth. You're going to have fillings. You're going to have the yellow lot. You're coming into a prayer. You're coming into a brand new season. Amen. <laughs> oh, Jesus will help me this morning. I'm telling you. So when you are dealing with the kingdom of God and you look at your father in heaven, the more I'm studying the our father and the more I'm going through the scriptures, I'm getting so and so, so more, much more excited about just who he is as our God. I'm, I'm so in awe of him. And, um, you know, CEOs get fired because they did not identify the gaps in the organization soon enough. Business people know that we find money in the markets. We look for gaps and we maximize the gap and we make the money out of the gap. Now that's brilliant if you're actually um, all entrepreneurs, good entrepreneurs are that way. When you're dealing with somebody who's got a nefarious agenda, Satan who comes to kill, steal and destroy, he's also looking for gaps. And so God doesn't want you in a place where there's any gaps in your life for Satan to exploit. So as you're praying in the season, God's going to bring back an, an, an understanding about the importance of closing the door to the enemy. The Bible says, make no room for the enemy. Give no place to the devil. Give him no gap. And God's coming through your prayer life to deal with those things because um, a prayerless life creates lack. You have not because you ask not. So the reason why you got gaps is because you're not praying. And if you're finding people that are dealing with prolonged temptation. Jesus told the disciples, pray lest you fall into temptation. I can guarantee you, without exception, every person who's stumbling in temptation over and over and over again, then it's this thing, then it's that thing, then whatever that thing is, I can show you a person who's got no prayer life. Because it's not that temptation does not come. It's that I have the power to overcome it. Because I pray. I mean, you know, you get up in the morning, you begin to pray. God already shows you that the enemy wants to bring drama into your life. So you stand in a place and you begin to, you take authority over that thing. And when you see that devil walk into your house, let's say, you know, mega, megaphone, he's a mouse with a megaphone. And he begins to want to create ructions in your house. You can shut that thing. Because I dealt with you in the spirit. I'm not going to fall for the trap and the offense. I'm not going to take the bait of Satan because I am walking in the spirit and not fulfilling the lusts of the flesh. You're going to clap your hands a little bit this morning. And so I want you to know today when you look at your father and as you begin to study the scriptures, 
you need to know that your father is an astute businessman. He's the smartest. Do not underestimate his plan for your life and what he's asking you to do in the season. Lest you walk in lack. So when God's calling us to pray, it's because God knows what's coming and he's the businessman and he's running his affairs in the earth and he's beginning to show you that things are coming but I am your God and I want to supply it now so that when the time comes, you're not going to walk in lack. Everybody say no more gaps. Say it one more time. Say no more gaps. The Lord has a clear word for me to give to you this morning so that you can walk in a place of victory all the days of your life. God never made you for struggles, man. He never made you for trouble. That every time you stumble over trouble all the time. He made you for triumphs. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Dr. Winston says every failure in life is a prayer failure first. Because we never prayed. So we're teaching people how to pray and it is, it is so simple when you understand it. I mean, yesterday's prayer session, there's so many in prayers this year, yesterday. Just because people need to understand. And I love it, love it. So when you look at the day of Pentecost and look at your father, Jesus is sitting as a 12-year-old and he's studying the business plan and the strategy of, my, of his father. He's in the temple and his, his mother, Mary, is looking for him and says, but leaves him for three days and he comes back and says, but what are you concerned about? Don't you know, I must be about my father's business. Because the father's got a business plan for the earth. And if you are not part of his business plan, this morning you're going to get part of his plan and you're going to get in on his strategy. Because there is a belief system that you must have inside of you to function out of your father's uh, system. Give me uh, the belief system model, please. I'm going to show you some things that's going to really help you before you enter into the Our Father and begin to pray the Our Father prayer, have a look at this belief system. And um, if you can't help me, I see you got some challenge. Oh, there we go. This is how you're going to be framing your world. If you, you please take photos and of course I will sell you my prayer manual when I'm done. But you need to frame your world this way. If you've been going to church all your life, and you've never known what the kingdom is all about. Today it must change. Because my people perish because of a lack of knowledge, rejected knowledge, and forgotten knowledge. And some of you have forgotten how to pray. So we're bringing you back to a place where there'll be no gaps in your life. And I want you to see God's plan. This is God's plan. If you look at Him, here's His established boundary. He puts in heaven, He's in heaven, and you on the earth. And so many people, you know, in times when people die and, you know, even outside of their season, they say, well, God wanted a flower in heaven. How stupid is that? I mean, if God wanted you in heaven, He would have made you there. Heaven is, is God's throne. The earth is given to the sons of men. That's Psalms 115 verse 16. So you need to know, you need to understand God's boundary, that you are in charge, that God put man in charge. And because man don't want to take charge, like the church doesn't want to take charge, then you have all kinds of crazy people like WHO and everybody else trying to control people because the church wouldn't take their rightful place. Now you need to see God's plan because right in the center of God's plan is heaven, earth, and eternity. That's God's boundary. It's appointed for man wants to live and then once he dies, there's judgment for what you've done with your time on earth. 
how you took responsibility, how you prayed, how you managed your gift, how you managed your time. What should you do with your life? The rewards are in eternity. So don't be, don't tell me that, you know, we, we're coming back as a, as a frog. Do you really want to come back as a frog? It's the most ridiculous ideas of, 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 of God and theology. People got some crazy belief systems. You need to grab a hold of this because this encompasses God's complete plan. We have to dig deeper into every one of these, but this is your belief system, is that there is a creator of the universe. And for many people that don't know, that never got born again, and they don't know him as father, they call him the man upstairs. But for you, he's not the man upstairs, he's your father. That's why you're praying, come on, our father. Come on, somebody, you're going to clap your hands this morning. You can't, you can't walk around and say, oh, something told me. Something told you. What are you speaking to your Oma? Who spoke to you? The Holy Spirit is inside of you, man. And He's the one that's alive inside of you. If you got a Father in heaven and you are born again, then there is the Holy Ghost. He's not something or someone said. What rubbish. And all you know in your, in your, you know, just, you know, I'm going through trouble. Just, will you just speak to the man upstairs? It's like, no. I'll, I'll let you die and go and meet the man upstairs. I'm just kidding. He's your father. And he sent his only begotten son. And his focus is the church. So it becomes the birthing place for all sons in the kingdom of God. That's why you must be born again. If you're not born, there are only two kingdoms in the earth. Exactly what's here is in the demonic realm. It's called Babylon. And Babylon is right in the middle where the sun is. The sun of perdition is in there. And there is a place called Babylon in there. And in there, they're spewing all kinds of demonic ideas where the creativity and the ideas and the innovation was supposed to come from the church. It takes exactly the same system and creates a duplicate. And then now you have also a father. If you are not born again, your father, in, or if you're married to somebody that's not saved, your father-in-law is the devil because he's the father of lies. Oh, you're going to get quiet with me now because he'll never tell you the truth. So he wants to act like he's your source. Father means source. Your father's left you with no need. It's just ignorance. There's your father. He sent his only begotten son who's the first fruit of many sons. So you become born again. You all, we are all God's creation. That's the top level. But when you get born again, you come to a different relationship. Now you become a son of God. And now you get the relationship with your father and you have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you because he can take care of you. The third one is the authority. Every son, now that you're born again, you're standing in the middle of your father's will. You have heaven. You have your responsibility on the earth. You have eternity that you're making sure people will go with you to eternity. And then you have your father in heaven that you pray to every single day, every morning, every time you ever need. He's your father. He knows you need of these things. You are son of God. And you know the Bible says as you're looking at the earth, the whole earth is groaning, waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. There's a gap. And you were supposed to fill the gap. 
So when God gave you what he gave you, he gave you, he made you complete. You are complete in him. You don't need a thing. And so what he adds there is not only just your father, is also the king. Because with the word of the king is this power. So he gives you his authority. He gives you his word. So a son of God, that's the reason why you stay in the word of God. The word of God becomes the way I walk. Everywhere I go, I represent the word and the word makes me. And so when I'm praying, I'm praying the word of God because that, that releases the power that I need. And the Holy Spirit is working out. Now, you tell me. This is your father's business plan. You tell me what you need. You now tell me the gap that's in your life after he's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Show me one thing that you need. How can you walk around being a failure? How can you be concerned in your mind? How can you be anxious? How can you be worried? When you are sitting with a God that knows the things you need of, is it just because we lack understanding? Let me get into the message. I need to start preaching a little bit. And anytime you, 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 you don't, un, you, you, the, the devil's exploiting gaps, man. That's what he, he's looking at. If you lack understanding, then he's going to exploit it. I mean, Eve, did God say? He's looking for the gap. Does she know who she is? So he says, no, God says, I can't eat. If we do, we're going to be like him. Uh, you know, that we can't, uh, you know, we're going to die. He says, look, the, the, he says, let me lie. Well, he says, let me tell you the truth according to my Bible. If you eat of it, God knows you're going to be just like him. The deception that she fell for is that she didn't know she was already God. She was called Eve, the mother of all living. You can't get any higher than that. The life of God inside of you, because of the deception, she falls for the trick. And so another world is birthed. So anytime you walk in ignorance, the devil will deceive you. Because he's looking for gaps in, the, in your market. And if you are unsatisfied, especially temptations, the places that you are tempted the most is the places you are unsatisfied the most. What's the temptation for apostle? You can't tempt me with beer. There's no desire. What's the desire inside of me? To get the, this, this place built. So what's the temptation? Manipulate people. Find another way to get the money. Find another way to go around this thing. And I refuse. Because when I get satisfied, if this is my part in the kingdom of God and this is where it ends, I can meet my father in eternity and be satisfied that I've done what he called me to do. You can't tempt me out of that thing. Because I made up my mind, if this thing isn't birthed by faith, I don't want it anyway. I don't want anybody's plan. I don't want the, I don't want the devil to come in. To, listen to me. If the devil can lift you up, he can take you down. You don't want to run with his temptation. You get into a place where you are satisfied. And listen, if you are not married yet and you're waiting for your husband, don't stir up love. Leave it. Leave it. Because the devil's looking for gaps. So let's go to Acts chapter 2 verse 1. We are dealing with the day of Pentecost. 
when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. No gaps. Everybody in unity. That's the reason when you come to the church, get involved quickly. If God has spoken to you, this is the church, get connected. Don't be standing by yourself. So I'm watching this geographic, um, national geographic program, and you watch how the, the lion runs, whatever animal comes, and they all eat these, these poor, poor deer all by themselves, but they targets one. And he looks for the gap. And the moment that one separates, they all target the one and they get him. God never designed that you walk by yourself. The most ridiculous statement I've ever heard in this generation, I am the church. You're the apostle, you're the prophet, you're the evangelist, you're the teacher, you're the pastor, you're the one that must get saved, you're the one that's going to give the offerings. You, you, you don't need the Holy Ghost because you are God all by yourself. It's so stupid. It's not God's design. God's design, look at your neighbor and say, I need you. But I want you to know that you need me too. Oh, you don't want to say, no, tell him, say, I'm a gifted man. I'm anointed. You need my clap. You need my anointing in this house. You need my amen. You need my hallelujah. Thank you for coming to church. And suddenly there came up from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were, where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them a divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each one of them. This was the day that heaven and earth, the gap was closed. The Holy Spirit came and He closed the gap. You can't even, when you get born again, one day when I go to heaven, you are in heaven because your Father's in heaven and you get to pray to Him right now and you can get an answer right now because you are. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's why God made sure that there's no more gaps. That you lack for nothing. That's God's intention. He'll never make you Pray for the enemy that you don't have any way to go, which way to go. The only reason why people are eating with the pigs is because they separated from the father's house, thought they can do it by themselves. Now you find the gap, and now you're finding how they're eating with the pigs. Now I'm depressed, and I just, I just want to be by myself. The Lord's dealing with me. Oh, shut up. Like we don't go through anything. It's only you. Like nobody else got their issues. Listen, man, I was up midnight last night dealing with a whole different things. I woke up early this morning having to deal with other things from the death to different challenges that's happening in my home and various things. I'm still here this morning. Did I sit at home and say, well, that, you know, the Lord knows my heart. No, I've come here to preach to me. I need a word from the Lord. And if you're not going to clap, I'm going to clap for me. And if you're not going to give an offering, I'll give my own offering. When you're alone and in that, ca in that cave by yourself, the, 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 David said, he, David encouraged himself in the Lord. There's days I just encourage myself and say, no, I'm not alone. So honestly, I didn't come to church for you this morning. I came for me. Heaven and earth were separated in the garden because of sin. The day of Pentecost, heaven and earth, there's no more separation. 
the church is in the earth. And when Jesus comes back, he's coming to claim what is his. You see that? Because there'll be no separation. This is God's intention. So let's, let's understand this. Romans chapter 8 verse 12. Please, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Are you with me in verse 18? 8 verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present age are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. So when you look at all the weathers and all the different challenges in the earth and you're finding places unbuilt and you're finding people that are, that are, that are, are wandering and, and in poverty, all of the earth and all of its groanings, it's, look, it's telling you that there's a gap because the earth was given to the sons of men. So if there's no sun going into Reimsuch or coming into this place and actually raising up an altar and beginning to pray, this place remains barren. Let me tell you what was here before. What was here before was a divorced family. What was here was exotic snakes. All kinds of crazy stuff happening on here. It took us years to walk through this thing and begin to drive out and say, no, the kingdom is here. A son of God is here. The earth has been waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. You are going to praise the Lord because the earth is waiting for you. Glory be to God. And in the season we're in, God's closing every gap. That's the word that God gave me. There's no gap between you and Him. You are in Christ. Christ is in you. There's no separation. Are you in the kingdom? Is the kingdom in you? You're not sure? Say yes and amen. The kingdom, God made sure that He hides His kingdom in you. A place where the devil can never get it. But that you will never, that you will always know where it is. He places it in you. So whenever you pray, Father, no, I've come to release what's on me. Because there's no separation between me and God. So the first time I get the message in a, uh, the call about this bell's palsy thing and the doctors tell me it's nine months, give over the church and blah, blah, blah. And I got all the doctor's reports. I've been through this thing for four, three, four days. And I go into the presence of God on a Thursday night. And I said, well, the Lord says, now, son, whose report will you believe? And so I go and I go and sit in his presence. And the Lord says to me, and I'm listening to all the teachings, you know. So the teaching says, if you do this, then I'm going to do this for you. Old Testament under the law. So I go before the Lord and the Lord, I'm playing this stuff. The Lord says, beautiful people, wonderful voices. If I mention the name, you'll know. The Lord says, turn it off. Because as long as you believe that your blessing is there and you need to reach for it and you need to fight for it and you need to go for it, you are never going to be able to release it. Remember, I already died for you. Christ is inside of you. By, your, by my stripes, you were healed. Therefore, you are healed. I placed it in you. Now release me. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. It will quicken your mortal body it can fix your lungs it can fix your brain it can fix your oxygen come on it can heal you and all God was saying please release me let me heal you it's not out there it's in here there's no separation 
Everybody say no more gaps. Took three days when I studied no more gaps. And my healing manifested. Saturday morning, the Lord gives me a vision. Four o'clock in the morning, the tree is pulled up with its, its roots are out and it's laying on its side. He said, you pulled out this disease. It will never return to your body again. James 1 verse 2, please. My, my brethren, James 1 verse 2. Can I have James 1 verse 2 please? Did I give you James 1.15? I apologize. Can you please give me James 1 verse 2? My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Next verse. Verse 4. But let patience have its perfect work. Don't let my patience run out. Just give the scriptures on time. Amen. <laughs> okay, patience is having its perfect work in me. <laughs> Quoting the scripture here. No, apostle, you can't change the scripture. Okay, they're having challenges. The devil is a liar. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. When you're going through a trial, God's bringing you to a place where you, even though what you're going through, when patience is having its run and you're going through what you're going through, God's building in some, something inside of you that you're going to be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And if anyone of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. If you're going through a trial, why don't you ask God for wisdom? Because God doesn't want you to lack anything, so why don't you ask Him? Who gives to all liberally, and without reproach, and to be given to him. John 16, verse 24. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. God wants you full. Everybody say, no more gaps. Say, no more gaps. Not even if you want the sister today, you'll get it filled. That gap, we can fill that gap. Amen. I really need to see the scriptures. Glory be to Jesus. If you love me, John 14, 15, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I, come on. The Spirit of Truth, give me, give me the next, give me, give me the final verse, verse 18, please. Please watch this. The orphan spirit has been the derailing of many great destinies. Because an orphan can't go through any kind of trouble. Jesus says, I won't even let the devil make you feel inferior. I've raised you up to a different standard. I've broken the inferiority from your life. And I will never leave you as orphans. I will never leave you in a place where you feel abandoned. Where you feel without protection or out without guidance. He says, I will never leave you. Come on, no more gaps. This is the business plan of our Father in heaven. He says, I'll come to you. Glory be to Jesus. All right. 
Let us go to Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. No, let me stop there. Let me stop. Let me, let me, let me go to Job chapter 1 and then we're going to go into Nehemiah. Because Nehemiah is really the text and where we need to be going to this morning. So we'll sort it. Job chapter 1 verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered and the Lord uh, answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro from, uh, on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. He says, I'm, this, is my, this is my domain and I can do whatever I want to do here. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and an upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for naught? Man, let me tell you why he fears you. Why does he say, Hallowed be thy name? Have you not made a hedge around him? Please watch. This is the scripture you must go home with. Job 1 verse 10. It is possible that there be no hedges broken in for your home, for your life. Listen to what he says. He says, you've made a hedge around him and his household and around all that he has on every side. Are you seeing there are no gaps? He says, I'm looking all over the earth for a gap. I'm looking for somebody that doesn't know who they are. I'm looking for somebody that is, that doesn't, that, 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 that is, that is afraid. I'm looking for somebody that doesn't serve you. I'm looking for somebody because I, I'm, I walk around like a roaring lion seeking whom I may devour. I'm looking for gaps. But there is a place, Job is letting you know, that Satan acknowledged that when God puts a hedge around you, he leaves no gaps. I've got a word for you today. God's there. You're coming into a season. There are going to be no more gaps in your life. Nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. You're not going to beg anybody. You're not going to need anything. If the Lord be your shepherd, everybody say, I shall not want. Glory be to God. He says, have you not made a hedge around him, around his household? So it's around me. It's around anything that's attached to my household. It's around Kingdom Life Embassy. And around all that he has on every side. On every side. Your car, your house. There are rats in your ceiling. They're also protected. <laughs> Come on, Apostle Max. You blessed... The work of his hands. Someone's got rats. You better go get yourself some rats. I'm telling you. You bless the work of his hands. Look at your hands and say, I am blessed. God's about to put, you're going to put your hands to the plow. You're going to get involved in projects. And you're going to be so satisfied with the favor of the Lord. Because you're going to have no gaps. You're going to go to work and they're going to celebrate you. You're going to go to work with an anointing. You're going to be happy in what God has called you to do. You're going to walk in contracts. They're going to say, please call this one. Call Ronaldo because I know he can solve this problem. Your gift is needed. Your home is needed. You are blessed on every side. Everybody's going to shout, no more gaps. No more gaps. Say no more gaps. 
To travel well means that you get to a place and you have an answer for whatever you need. You bless the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. Everybody say no more gaps. Because God's bringing to a place whatever you put your hands to is going to multiply. It's going to increase. And more people are going to come and they're going to come on. I'm, I'm going to work you with this word until you, your, that unbelief is flushed out of you. And you're going to believe God and take Him at His word that you are in a season of breakthrough and multiplication. Whatever you put your hands to, it's going to prosper. You're going to walk in victory. You're going to have peace. You're going to have joy. You're going to have strength. When you pray, God's going to answer. You need to shout amen in this church. Let me tell you that that is God's intention. What happened to Job? Let's keep going. He says, but now you stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has in your power, I'm allowing it. Not only, only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went from the presence of the Lord. Now there was a day when his sons, now listen, let me show you where Satan found the gap. There was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. These people are so wealthy. They're having a party every single day. I'm coming to your house for the party and then tomorrow night we're going to go there. And uh, whose house is so big that you can take a hundred people in there? Where's your faith, man? Come on! Say, come to my house. Amen. Say, my house. We can have abundance in my house. This is going to be their best house. This is going to be my... Come on. God's about to bless your house. There'll be no gaps. A messenger came to Job. Now, just go back one. It says, while they were drinking and then this damage comes. But here's what it happened. Here's what happened. Job opened up his mouth. Job 1 verse 4. Let me show you where the problem is. And his sons would go and feast in their houses each on his appointed day. And they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. Job is concerned that these people are disobeying God. And because of their parting, Job puts his mouth to something. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them. Oh God. That my children, you know, they're partying, so just, you're uh, fearful. Job says, the very thing I feared has come upon me. Say, no fear here. God's got your children. God's got the young. God's got the old. Yours is to stay in faith, not in fear. Job opened the door to fear. He says, he sanctifies them, and he would sanctify them, and he would rise up early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be. That's not faith. It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. He opened the door. He, the devil saw a gap. Is the devil using your gap? May I give you scripture? 
When Job came to his senses, Job 6.24. You read with me. Have a look at this. When Job finally realized where his sin was, he says, teach me and I will hold, I will shut my gap. Cause me to understand when I have erred. Where did I mess up? It's the words that I keep speaking. That's why when God asks you to not say another thing, He's asking you to shut your mouth. Because your tongue is getting you into trouble. Oh, it's hectic, eh? Oh, we're never coming out. Okay? Satan uses your tongue. He puts you under pressure so you can say things that's a violation of God's word. Let the poor, let the poor say, let the weak say, those that are walking in darkness, oh, it's so dark. I don't know what's going on. No, he said, let there be. Come on. You are supposed to take God's word as a son of God and bring his word into that situation. And don't let the enemy mess with your destiny. No, it doesn't look like it, but I got a word. No weapon. Formed against my children shall prosper. Every tongue risen against them in judgment. I condemn those tongues right now. I decree and declare there'll be peace in your home. I decree and declare that there'll be no gaps in your home. The devil will not use your mind. The devil will not get you to lose your mind. You're going to have money enough. You're going to have petrol enough. You're going to pay your bills. We're cutting off every need. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want okay so I'm going to start preaching now I'm, I'm starting in the book of Nehemiah <laughs> we're going to end with this which will be the beginning of some things that you, that's going to happen so you see Samson with all your might and you can stand by yourself you can lift up gates and do your things by yourself God says I'll teach you the lesson you think this is about you I'll make Sure that at the end of your life, you must hold the hand of a little boy and he'll take you to those pillars because there'll be no more gaps in your life, Samson. If you want the hair to grow back and you want me to do what I said I'm going to do, you're going to grab a hold of the next generation. This is a word for this church right now that you are going to grab a hold of some child. You're going to bring them to church next week because the children will lead and guide you. The children will be the strength. They are not your replacement. They are our, our reinforcements. The children will have their prayers answered. The children are going to pray prayers, prayers and God's going to answer them. Hear me today. Everybody say no more gaps. Why are you sitting and working so hard while the devil is speaking to your wife? Adam, why did you create a gap? Why aren't you bringing your children to church? Why is there a gap? Why is there a gap? The devil's looking for gaps. Oh, I'm just busy on a Sunday morning. You lie. The devil finds work for idle hands. It's true. He's looking for a gap. So Nehemiah is, is, is doing good in a palace. There's no gaps. He's eating in abundance. He's having a great time. He's serving the king. There's an abundance in the house. There's guards in the place. They're all protected. They came and they said to me, the survivors who left from the captivity, who are left from the captivity in the province, are they in great distress? 
The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burnt with fire. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying. I hope you are getting in on prayer this, this season. Because we're rebuilding the walls of people's prayer lives. And if, you, if all you knew was, was to go and, and uh, uh, light some, some incense, you better a little, know a little bit more than incense. And, and, and putting salt and lighting candles. You better know a little more than that in this season. For what is coming, you will never sit before God and say, I didn't know. He'll say that there was a day when Apostle Max, on the first uh, Sunday of June, he gave you the word and he told you how to pray. You will not come to God with an excuse. Because I am a gift to you. You don't believe me? Give me the book of Romans, please. Romans chapter 1. I gave you a scripture. I'll come back to Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4. I'll come to you. So I tell you the reason why many people are struggling is because the gifts that God gives them, they reject. Why is the Jewish people in trouble? Because God came to his own and his own received him not. They're dealing with gaps because they rejected the gift in their environment. And you keep rejecting the things that God brings in your environment. I call people up for pray and other people just walk out of the service. Okay, I don't have to lay my hands on you for you to be protected. You need to ask yourself, is there a gap between you and the church and the anointing? Because how else are you going to survive? How else are you going to come out in what God has got for you? How else without the anointing? The devil's got you, man. He's deceiving the people, man. If you are not praying, you are walking in the greatest deception ever. When you don't appreciate the gifts that God brings into your environment. Have a look at the scripture. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for, for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. He commends them. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of His Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. That's why I pray for Kingdom Life Embassy. We pray for you always. We make mention of you. Making request, if by some means, now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established. Why did God give you an apostle? Why did he give you a pastor? Why does he give him vision? Why does God build the way he does? It's so that you can be established. That he gives you a spiritual gift in your environment so that you can receive what you need for your marriage, for your health, for your finances. God gives you that you lack nothing. Go back with me to Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 4. That's why God gave you a church, man. That's why he gave you that brother that's right next door to you. Because God creates a need inside of Moses. I can't speak. Well, Aaron's with you. Because God created it that way. That you will have a need. He doesn't want you to have a lack. That's why he gives you a church. He gives you an apostle. He gives you friends to connect with. He gives you people that can pray. People that know some things. I've walked away from a job 25 years ago. Got trained in the kingdom of God. Went to Bible college. Been studying the kingdom all these years. So I can deliver one message on, in June 2023. On a Sunday morning. For you. How amazing is God? That you lack nothing, man. That you lack no for no thing, man. Come on. That's a mighty God that we serve. That he can take 40 years to raise a Moses and put him in the place and say, now go and deliver the people. Because they will lack for nothing. 
You are coming into a season. If you pay attention to the Holy Ghost, you're not going to need a single thing in the season. Because right next door to you is the person with the anointing. And if they lay hands on you, you can get delivered in your seat. That's the God that you serve. If the Lord be your shepherd, then I shall not want. So they let him know. So it was when all these, uh, when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. He's seeing the gaps. They're telling the people of God are there. You are good in your palace. You're good in your job. But do you not see the need of the people? Don't you see that the people have a need? They bring him this report. And I said, I pray God, the Lord God of heaven, oh great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes be open that you may hear the prayer of your servant which I pray before you now, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel which we have sinned against you, both my father's house and I have sinned. So anytime you get into sin, it creates the gap that Satan exploits. And if you don't eject him, he'll sit there and make a mess of your home, a mess of your marriage, a mess of your future. You have not because you ask not. He said you've acted corruptly and he begins to deal with the different challenges. So he's weeping before God. And then, you know, let's jump into verse chapter 2 quickly because I've got to end. Nehemiah chapter 2. And it came to pass in the month of Nisan in the 20th year of, of, um, of, of the king when there was wine before him. I took the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had never been sad in his presence before. Because there's no need to be sad when you are with your father and he has all the answers. Come on, you're not, you need to get happier but this morning. Therefore the king said to me, why is your face sad? Do you have a need? I mean, rejoicing in God's presence, what a, what a way to live. That just looking at someone's countenance, you can say, there's a lack in this family. Huh? Your father knows you're in need of these things. Why is your face sad since you're not sick? Since nothing but sorrow of heart, this is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid. And, and I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs lies waste and its gates are burnt with fire? Then the king said to me, what do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. Your, your spiritual walls should be up. You can't have the devil walk into your life and offend you and get angry and now you don't like the church and you don't like your husband and now the dog must go and run and hide somewhere because you are angry today. What kind of life is that that the devil, when your walls are down, comes, sits in your house there and says, he sits and he folds his arms and says, well, I'm here, now make me a sandwich. No, you can't walk in on my life whenever you want and disrupt my money and my health and my mind and my peace and disturb me. No, you can't do that to me. I'm going to have my walls built up and I'm letting you don't devil as I'm rebuilding my prayer walls. I'm putting you out and all your folks out of my house. You're going to rebuild your life in this season. This is what we are dealing with. He says, give me everything that I need. 
Anytime you get into a rebuilding project, a rebuilding of your prayer life, building your family, building your business, you, it, it doesn't start in the natural. This is a spiritual reality. This is Old Testament. is a natural space. But in the New Testament, it's a spiritual space. Can the devil walk into on your mind anytime? No, if you haven't prayed, of course he can. If, you're not, if your mind's not renewed, of course he can. You take every thought captive. So the king said to me, the queen also sitting beside him, how long will your journey be? So it pleased the king to, set, to send me and I set him, set him a time. Holy Ghost. Here's what the Lord gave for me to tell you. Pick up verse. He says, furthermore, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the, for the governors of the region beyond the river that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Judah. And the letter and the like, verse 9, the king granted him and he sent troops and he sent the governors to help him. Verse 10, there are people, demonic systems, that never want to see you pray and rebuild your life. Because when there are no more gaps, he can't tempt you. He can't mock you. The biggest thing that the enemy wants to do with the church is to make a mockery of the church so the next generation looks and says, why should I serve this broke God of yours? That's what I told them. They said, come, you must be saved. I said, for what? God wants me broke. I'm broke all by myself. Just remind me on my deathbed to give my life to Jesus and I'll be okay. I said it. Because there were so many gaps in my life and nobody told me that God will close every single gap. He'll fix your marriage. He'll fix your children. He'll heal your body. He'll take care of your money. He'll bring you with power. He'll set you up in victory that you were made for exploits. The people who know their God, they'll be strong and do great exploits. Come on, somebody. Clap your hands a little bit and believe that is that kind of God. Why didn't they tell me that? Why don't you tell the little children that? Because you just know, you must just pray, boy. Why are we praying? I don't know, but you must pray. Gentle Jesus, meek and mild. You better tell them that the God that he serve is, they serve, we serve is more than enough. Come on, somebody. The God that you serve, he is Jehovah Jireh. He can provide. That's the reason why I'll stand here and I'll testify of the goodness of God. Because your Father in heaven, he's a good, good Father. You're going to clap your hands a little bit this morning. And anytime some of you are under attack right now, let me show you why. When Sanballat, the, the, the horror knight, he is a horror at night, Tobiah the Ammonite, official heard of it, they were deeply, listen to the words. How can the devil be deeply disturbed when you pray? How can the devil be deeply disturbed when you start to get into the things of God? Because he needs your walls down. He needs you broke. Because he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I know you're in a season where you're going to disappoint him. I said you're in a season where you're going to disappoint him. I don't care what's happening around me. Come on, somebody. They were deeply disturbed that a man had come to seek the well-being of the children of Israel. Here I am as a man looking for the well-being of God's people. And, and God's giving deep revelation about prayer. And what does the devil do? He attacks me and my family. Now, 
let me tell you, man, this is not nothing new. So, so what? It's nothing new. It's not like anybody else is not going through anything. Me, I'm staying on the wall. I'm going to help you. This is what the Lord gave me to tell you. Please write this down. You are going to build for the next 52 days in the Spirit. You are going to, now, the first move with Nehemiah is, I, so I came to Jerusalem and I was there three days. You're going to take the next couple of days. I'm going to teach you how to pray. But this is what the Lord said. You rose at night, I and a few men with me, and I told no one what God put in my heart to do at Jerusalem, nor was there any animal with me except the one which I rode. And I went out by night through the valley gate to the serpent well and to the refuse gate and viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down and its gates were, which were burnt with fire. He now goes and gets vision sorted out. This is what your next step is. Take a, a document, sit down with some paper and begin to look at your life and begin to write the gaps that are in your life. Show me your children. Show me your money. Show me your marriage. Show me the, the need that you have. It's called gaps. And you and I are going to build some things in the spirit that I want you to mark 52 days. What, what was 52 days, Taz? 25th of July. We're going to have, is that a Sunday? Give me the Sunday closest to that. Mark that day for me. Or maybe the week after that. Perfect. We are going to mark it because God gave 52 days. Go and write a document of the things that you're asking God and say, Lord, this desire in me or this need in my life, according to Psalm 23, I shall not want. Now go and view the walls in your life and go and find out what walls are down. You want your children born again? You want to see movement with God? I'm going to work with you. And you, there'll be testimonies at the end of July about the goodness of God. I come against that wicked spirit. I am prophesying a 52-day turnaround over your home and your family and your life. I'm decreeing and declaring that you're going to have breakthrough upon breakthrough. It will be in your money. It will be in your marriage. It will be in your future. It will solve every single problem. We're bringing an end to the demonic attack over your family and over your home. You're going to shout a good amen in this church. Now pick up verse 17, please. Then I said to them, you see the distress that we are in? How Jerusalem lies in waste and its gates are burnt with fire. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. You see yourself in trouble, but you don't pray. Let me tell you the good news about Jonah. God says, go here. Jonah says, I'm going here gap God says well I'll prepare a whale for you the whale swallows him and the best news for Jonah is that he begins to pray in his night season and sometimes I, I can tell you there was no aircon in there and it never smelled good in there sometimes you're dealing with your worst situation and all you're doing is sitting and crying Jonah prayed man why, why don't you pray 
Why don't you get up at night in the middle of the night and say, we need to pray over this situation. I think I'm outside of the will of God. I think there's a gap between what God wants done and what I've chosen. I think it's my fault because God can never be wrong. You're quiet. Of course God can never be wrong. You, it's your mistake. There are some gaps that the devil has looked for and used. Maybe because of your ignorance. There's other gaps that you created because of your rebellion. And everybody said. And that's why it becomes a reproach. That's why your life becomes a reproach. Your marriage should be the best. But what does the enemy want to do? Separate you from the word of God. Separate you from the church. Separate you from the plan of God. Separate you. He's got a full business plan and you are part of it to make you prosperous. To make your name a praise in the earth. He said to, to Abraham, he says, I'll make your name great. My time's gone. Verse 18. I told him about the hand of the Lord which has been, been good to me and the king's words. And he said, then they said, let us rise up and build. Look at your neighbor. Say, it's time to pray. It's time to rise up and build a prayer life. Then they set their hands to this good work. But when Sanballat, the, the Horonite, Tobiah, and the like, Gesh and the Adam, they laughed. This is what the devil's doing. You say, so you want to now begin to pray? How? He's laughing at you and he's despising you. And said, what is this thing that you're doing? Will you rebel against the king? So I answered and said, the God of heaven himself will prosper us. Come on, when you pray, you're closing the gaps and prosperity is going to flow like never before. The God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. Teach your children how to pray. Wednesday night is connect time. I'm not part of a connect group, but I got my family praying and connecting. Let's teach and pray and get connected. He says, but you have no heritage or right in the memorial in Jerusalem. Let me end. Mm. Verse, I think it's verse 6, uh, ch chapter 4. I mean, chapter, Nehemiah chapter 4. So we built the wall. And the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. For the people at Kingdom Life Embassy had a mind to pray. We're going to build some stuff in this season. I'm telling you, it's going to come with prosperity. We're going to close every gap. Listen to me, business people. You don't close the wealth gap with money. You close it with power. I give you power to get wealth. If you got no power, the devil will run you around, run circles around you. You'll never get your stuff. You need an anointing to get the, the power to break through this thing. He'll make you look like an idiot. And you're always chasing, you know, I, I must solve this bill and I must... <laughs> no, you close the gap. I'll give you Deuteronomy 8.18. I'll give you power to get wealth. So how does God close the money gap? Oh, if I was white... Oh, no, 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 now because of the, I, I, I must be black. Oh, no, 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 now I must know Gaten McKenzie. Oh, make up your mind. I'm letting you know that the power is in the word of God, in the presence of God, and God can deal with anything demonic in your presence. If you come to him, he gives you power to get wealth.
Now it happened in Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdods. Listen how many of them heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were beginning to be closed, that they became very angry. The devil gets mad when you begin to pray. Then he says, what's the point of praying? Now you listen to the devil. Now you sit back. Oh Lord, I can't really pray. The devil is a liar. If I'm going to say the Our Father a hundred times, then I'm going to pray the Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven i'm letting the devil know you tell me it's not working i'm gonna say it one more time our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses oh it's not working let me tell you say it's not working i tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take another hour now i'm gonna pray the holy ghost get angry all you want devil you are under my feet I'm letting you know I'm not gonna stop praying for men ought always to pray and not lose heart you need to begin to pray right now pray for your marriage right now pray for your children right now pray for this nation right now pray 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 rebuild those walls rebuild your prayer walls close those gaps Close the gap. Close that gap right now. Your home is a home of unity. I refuse for the devil to come in here and mess with my marriage. No division, no divorce, no strife, no separation. I come against you, you foul, wicked spirit. I come against that gap that you're looking for. I shut that thing right now. Forgive me, God, for saying anything that is perverse and unrighteous. Sir. I shut my mouth right now, and I decree and declare that there's a hedge of protection upon my home and upon my family and upon my life. Sir. In the name of Jesus, sir. forgive me of the spirit of strife. Come on, hold on. Pray for somebody. Pray right now. Pray that. Go, go, go.